Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Jordan, Your Lender Buddy. Today, talking about inflation and since the beginning of the year, it's 2022, it seems like that is the new hot topic. Everybody's talking about it. Most people are afraid of it. Very few people actually understand what it is. Now, the root of fear is a lack of knowledge. It's impossible to be afraid of something if you truly understand it. And if you understand what it is, then you know what is likely to happen and how you can react or be proactive. There's no room for fear if you understand what the situation is, what's going on, and what you're going to do about it. So today, we're breaking down what inflation is in simple terms you can use to explain it to your clients and also just to have a better understanding of it yourself. So here's the definition. Inflation is the increase in the cost of goods and services over time. That's it. The increase over time. The rate of inflation is how quickly those prices increase during a given period, typically a year. So for example, if we're talking about inflation being 2% or 10%, what that means is that the costs have increased that percentage, let's say 10%, relative to their prices one year ago. So if the price of milk was $1 a gallon, a gallon last year, and now it's $1.10, that means there's a 10% increase in the price. So that is why inflation is such a big deal, is when it has to do with the affordability because when you compare the increase in costs with the increase of income received, the imbalance is where there's an issue. You see, the U.S. economy, it's structured in such a way that there's always going to be inflation around. Now, the exact particulars on that reason, that deserve its own hour-long episode, so it's beyond the scope of this particular episode. But if you're a nerd like I am, save it to say that it has to do with the U.S. economy moving away from the gold standard to a fiat standard system of currency. Now, really what that means is just that we're always going to see inflation. There's always going to be an increase increase over time. What causes concern is when the rate of inflation becomes greater than the ability to adapt to it. So the most common adaptation is wage growth. The more goods and services cost, the more employees need to earn to live with the same standard of living. So they need to earn more income. That can come from employers paying more. This isn't the perfect balance, but when inflation is slow or low, it can happen over a long period of time without any major consequences, this imbalance between uh, cost and income. You see, the Federal Reserve, they are the ones that control monetary policy in a number of ways. The biggest ones being they can buy or sell bonds and uh, mortgages, mortgage-backed securities, A lot of people have heard the term quantitative easing or quantitative tightening. That's basically buying or selling bonds. They can also affect the overnight federal funds rate. So when you hear somebody say that the government is lowering or raising interest rates, they're typically referring to the Federal Reserve changing that overnight funds rate. doesn't directly impact mortgage rates. So they have a dual mandate. Their purpose is to gain maximum employment and price stability. This is important because they define price stability as a 2% rate of annual inflation. 
Now, this seems pretty good on the surface because if you only have a 2% increase in the cost of goods and services, that's so minimal that by the time you really feel the impact of it, ideally you've already got money in savings or in investments, you're continuing to grow your net worth over time, you're getting raises, you're becoming more productive, you're switching jobs. So you don't really feel that because if you're gaining purchasing power more than 2% per year, you're actually ahead of inflation. And that's pretty easy to do when it's a low 2%. That's what the Federal Reserve defines as price stability. The problem comes into play when employment or the inflation numbers are off. Prices will increase when there's an imbalance in supply and demand. Just like real estate, just like everything else, the you know, major number one rule in economics is supply and demand will dictate prices. So after COVID hit, one of the things that that did is it completely changed the dynamics of the economy. Demand for some goods and services, goods and services dropped off completely and demand for others spiked. Since people weren't able to go into work, manufacturing and transportation were massively disrupted. Goods that may have a high supply suddenly couldn't be shipped, so demand was not being satisfied, and this led to higher prices. We've all heard, heard the term that there have been supply chain issues. Those supply chain issues causing disruption means that even if there's enough of a good being manufactured, if it can't actually get to the consumer, then it's not meeting that demand, and that's going to drive that imbalance in prices. One example of this in transportation is the cost to ship a cargo container from China. And just to give you a perspective, the cost to do that to the west coast of the U.S. in June of 2020 was only $2,500. In September of 2021, just over a year later, it got as high as $20,000 to ship that same container, almost 10 times as high. And now, as of June 2022, that number is back down to about 9500 So a little under half of what it was at the high, but still nearly four times as much as it used to be just a couple of years ago. You see, the damage happens in cases like this when people are paying 8 to 12% more per year to live than they did the prior year, especially if incomes haven't changed or haven't kept up with the increases in costs. This means less money into savings, into investments, and more money being financed with debt unless something changes. So you're either going to have to spend less money in the economy, and spending less money in the economy, that continues to circulate because if you're not spending as much, not as many goods and services are being purchased, which means employers aren't making as much, which means they don't need as many people, which means they either let people go or decrease incomes or just don't increase them. So what this leads to are these cycles of short-term and long-term debt cycles. You can say that there is an accumulation phase and then a deleveraging phase, where when money comes easily, it's very easy to lend, there are increases in productivity or additional government money, such as when COVID hit, a lot of government money got put into circulation. Well, that led to inflation because now suddenly there's additional purchasing power. More people can buy, meaning that employers are earning more, which means they can hire more people, which means they can produce more, and on and on and on until it gets to this point when it peaks, something happens. In this case, the logical result of that was inflation. Now inflation moving higher, you've got supply chain issues, and so we're, we're 
rounding the curve here, likely into recession and into this deleveraging period. For really great explanation on that, there's a phenomenal investor named Ray Dalio, D-A-L-I-O, one of the most successful investors of all time, who put together a free 30-minute video called How the Economic Machine Works. I'd really highly recommend it to get a better understanding of these short and long-term debt cycles. But save it to say that in the meantime, inflation is a real thing. It's an issue when the rate of inflation exceeds your ability to adapt to it. Because that's what changes your spending patterns, that's what changes your investing patterns, your saving patterns, and your debt patterns. So what can you do about it? Right? Understanding all of this, seeing where we are, where we're likely to go, and the Federal Reserve knowing that they're, again, they're mandated to bring inflation down to 2%, which is why they're increasing their federal funds rate. So likely going to get there maybe a year, maybe two years. As we get down to 2%, we've got a long way to go, but we're headed that direction. It's, it's a given. Maybe going to overshoot a little bit. We'll see. So what can you do? Well, in periods of high inflation, it's damaging to save money without getting a return on it since the spending power of that money is going down. Using that example we had earlier of milk, if you know that milk costs you $1 a gallon today, but next year it's going to cost you $1.10, 10% rate of inflation, then saving a dollar today means I can't buy as much with it next year. So it really hurts your ability to save. You're not going to get as much for it. So in order to beat inflation, you need to have your money invested in something that can go up with inflation so that you're at least maintaining, if not gaining, your buying power. And the bottom line is that real estate is a protector or a hedge against inflation, meaning that real estate is going to continue to go up with inflation, so the money that you have invested is not going to be remaining stagnant. Buying a home also locks in your payments for the next 30 years while the value continues to go up as a result of inflation, so you know that the cost of your housing is not going to be changing. That's huge because it not only locks in your expenses and protects them against inflation, but your investment will go up with inflation. So you really have two benefits here as a hedge against it when buying a home, when buying real estate. You know the thing that isn't a hedge against inflation? that gets really caught up with the result of it? Renting. You see, rental prices will go up with inflation as well because rental prices and housing prices, the same thing that benefits you when you own a home is your price value, you know, the value of your home increasing. Well, that hurts you if you're a renter as well because increasing prices and values of real estate, meaning higher payments, mean higher rental amounts that you have to pay if you're renting. So this is the thing I want you to understand. If your clients are concerned about inflation, make sure that they understand that is exactly why they should get out of renting and into a home as quickly as possible. When people are concerned, I've, I've heard several people say, oh, I'm concerned about inflation right now. I don't know if now is a good time to buy. Make sure they understand this. If they're concerned about inflation, if they truly are, then the best thing they can do is to buy a home and to get out of renting. They are going to be at the mercy of the market and the mercy of inflation with their rental prices every single year as that's going to continue to go up. Hopefully this is helpful. Remember back at the beginning, our basic definition I want to come back to because we covered a lot of ground 
is inflation. The basic definition is the increase in the cost of goods and services over time. Start with that. Take what you will, whatever's applicable here. Make sure you understand it. Listen to it again so you can educate your clients. And as always, be sure to subscribe for more great content. Pass this along to your team. And let's continue to elevate real estate together. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, Branch Manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200, Kaiser, Oregon 97303, Company NMLS 1770599, Equal Housing Lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening.